On this episode, we are heading all the way out to Toronto to talk to a master of movement. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 95 of the Foundation First Fitness Show. Uh, Today, we have a guest on our show from Toronto, Ontario. Honestly, I, I usually butcher the intros and usually get people to kind of, I usually kind of jump all over their intros and basically talk about them. I'm going to shut my mouth and uh, I'm going to let you take over. So John, tell everyone a bit about yourself uh, and we'll start with there. Give us a bit of like a backstory, education, all that stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Uh, first of all, for having me on the show, man. Super, mm-hmm. super stoked to, to be doing this. Um, yeah. So my name is John. I'm a registered massage therapist from Toronto. Um, been in practice for about four years now. Um, prior to that, I was doing my undergrad at the University of Western Ontario. So I did a double major in biology and medical science. And then I transitioned into massage therapy right after I graduated. Um, yeah, so like that, that was what, like four years ago when I graduated RMT school. Um, the path was kind of interesting because like, as a kid or as a teen, I was playing a lot of basketball and my main injury was ankle sprains. And I've been to my fair share of like physios, chiros, um, RMTs to kind of like get that rehabilitated. But for some reason, like I only really resonated with my massage therapist. And I feel like that's what kind of pushed me into that direction a little bit more. Um, I don't know if things would have changed if it was like, I had a really good relationship with my physio or whatever, but, um, yeah, that's kind of like what gave me the idea post grad to be like, let's try this. Let's see if this will, uh, this will work. But yeah, that's kind of like how I got into it. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I think i like, what I love the most is when you talk to people about how they got into things and then like their mind, you kind of like get to that. What was that like tipping point? They kind of got someone into something. I love that that almost that light bulb moment when everything just kind of shifts. Um, so you right now, where do you work? Like what's the name of the place you work at? Um, so I'm working at Myo detox. It's a rehab clinic. It has massage therapists, chiros, uh, physiotherapists. Um, we have, I'd say four, we're building one clinic right now. So we have four clinics in Toronto, um, soon to be five. And then, we are six in Vancouver and then one in LA. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it happened pretty quickly. The company's five years old. I've been with them for three years. So I've seen the growth. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting, actually. You're five years old? Five years old, yeah. That is insane. Yeah, that 2015. Fast. Damn, mm-hmm. that's fast. Jesus, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually surprised when a company like doubles gets another clinic like after like four years these guys are like flying wow yeah um it's it's pretty interesting too like humble beginnings um our clinic was actually on top of a barber shop before so like just picture picture like um a condo yeah it's a it's a condo unit but you're like the ground floor yeah so the ground floor was the barber shop and it was owned by like a bunch of like tatted up dudes with like beards and like (laughs) just imagine like just imagine like a 45 year old soccer mom walking into a barbershop to go 
to get food. So she had to go up the stairs. And like, there's no way you couldn't not walk so you had to the barbershop. Into the barbershop to then go upstairs to do exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it was wild. Honest, the craziest thing is that if you think about it, that probably helped them, if anything. Because then it goes like, like no one in their right mind is going to trust someone that live that literally works above a barbershop or you have to go exactly. in the barbershop to go upstairs to get treated 100%. if they're not good. Like if you're yeah. not providing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's so cool. Like yeah. we're in a basement, like random, like our, it's the funniest thing. I didn't even notice. I didn't mention this to you. We're like located off the side of a highway. Right. And like, you could see us. Like if you ever drive from Toronto to Montreal, you will pass right in front of my office. Right. But to get to the door, it's literally like it's a labyrinth. Like you have no idea where you're going. It's like yeah. behind like some, it's like in some secret vortex that you have to go through to appear on the other. Do you know how many people call us? They always got there like, oh, I don't man. know if I'm here. I think I'm here. It's like yeah. you go around the block. And then when you get to the point there, come out, park your car, and you get to walk the doors. And it's like, man, we're so visible, but yet completely like unreachable. So yeah. And uh, yeah, like honestly, like if you can, if you can build that kind of a business, I think that's really interesting. Um, sure. What's your mission? Like you yourself, like I know we've spoken about the company a bit, but like, what's your mission? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Um, that's a loaded question, but for sure. Um, trying to just grow within the company, to be honest, like I'm pretty new in terms of like, in terms of being a massage therapist. So one is just soak up as much as you can as as um, as you're early in your career because money will come. I feel like if you just really master your craft and just a lot of people graduate from their respective fields and they feel like they kind of know everything and I it, it annoys me a little bit because like there's you can never know everything about the human body, but. Right. At the same time, it's like, just be curious, man. Just keep grinding, keep working and surround yourself with killers. Like if you just surround yourself with the right people, the right group of um, colleagues or whatever, teammates, whatever you want to call them, um, they're going to drive you and push you to, to be better. So I feel like in the next like five years of my career, I'm just going to really practice my craft and try to just learn and be sufficient in treating whatever injuries, whatever uh, rehab protocols. Um, and then from there is to be more heavily involved in the community aspect of the company. So we have a community director. She is in Vancouver and I've been working pretty closely with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis to kind of just understand what we can do in Toronto to kind of like elevate the whole uh experience for our communities and i feel like at the end of the day um if you take away like the internet if you take away everything like marketing instagram all that stuff the only thing that will keep you alive is word of mouth so i feel like if you really just nourish your existing clientele and just like put them on a pedestal man just like give them everything that they they deserve then it's going to come back to you tenfold but that comes with a lot of uh a lot of work and a lot of free pro bono sessions sometimes. So, hey, but you, know, you got to do, do it. I completely get that. I think if you're not, I, I know we're going on to a little bit of a marketing talk, but let's do it. I mean, at this point, <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think it's true. Like if you don't, one of the things I think that we do really poorly 
at my place is community work. Like our, not community, not necessarily not saying work for the community, but for us building our community, you know, right. like our word of mouth is good, but I think it's good because of our skill set, not because we're actually like paying attention to the word of mouth. Like I think so many people live on social media. I'm not saying social media is useless. not going to do anything for you, but I think so many people force the social media so much, but don't really pay attention. Like they're going out to the next client instead of work, instead of thinking about the current client. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's the biggest disconnect that they don't realize that the per like I would rat, like if you told me, Hey, go see this. Like if I came to you and was like, John, I want to, do you know anybody that can like fix my roof? The chances that I'm going to pick someone you told me to pick is so much higher than me going on Google or Instagram and finding said person. For sure. I'm going to trust word of mouth of people that I respect 10 times more. By the way, you're someone I respect now. (laughs) (laughs) Subtle drop there. Um, But it's going to be like, I'm going to trust that so much more than I'm going to trust a social media, which is why like, I love that you're talking about that because I think community is like one of the things that like everyone's completely forgotten. Yeah. It's a lost art, man. And it's, if you tell people to do it now, like it's actually harder than, than they, they seem because like, it's easy to kind of like text through social media, but when you need to have that like one-on-one interaction, yo, it's actually, it's harder than it's tough. Yeah. And if you really want to sell it, it's like, it's not so much selling it, but more just like being a genuine human being and like, just, just understanding what they, they want. And I feel like that, that goes tenfold once you understand how to generate that uh, relationship. Yeah. In your specialty and what you're doing, what do you think needs to change? What is the biggest thing that needs to change? So as a massage therapist, I feel like the misconception that we are just people that kind of like enforce relaxation onto our clients. Um, It's definitely an aspect of it, but we can do so much more. Like we can do, like we're able to do, exercise prescription like we're able to kind of get them to go through movement and that's kind of like what my practice is like now if you have a session with me for a full hour 60 40 60 minutes or sorry 60 percent is uh hands-on 40 percent will be movement and then it shifts as you go through the the treatment plan it'll kind of slowly become like 50 50 and then slowly become the opposite so i'll do less manual and more movement as you kind of move along that whole spectrum of the rehab but I feel like a lot of massage therapists aren't confident and comfortable with treating that way because yeah, movement, because honestly it's, it's the way the education system is like, um, we are taught to drape. So draping, if you guys don't know, is basically like when you go into a massage room on the table, there'll be like sheets and basically you're supposed to like undress your comfort level, go in between the sheets. And then like, as we're working on you, we'll undrape certain areas of the body. It's fine because we're basically doing that to keep you safe and not expose any body parts that don't need to be exposed. But the way that we treat at my detox is like, just come in your gym wear, your t-shirt, your shorts, so that you have free accessibility. And the biggest benefit of that is that you're not doing guesswork anymore. What that means is like, for example, if I'm treating someone with the, with the sheets and they're on their stomach and their low back hurts, I can be working on their glute or their low back for a full hour. 
and I won't know if I'm doing anything productive until they get up off the table. But that's already There's too no late. Retest. There's no test retest. That's the thing. I mean, people can argue and be like, yo, why don't you just get them to like put their clothes back on and then get them to move around. But that'd be the most inefficient treatment oh, in the 100%. world. Do you know what I mean? So it's like when you're able to kind of like assess them, get them to jump on the table, do a little bit, get them back up, move around. And if they don't feel, if they feel looser, if they feel better, then you're golden. That's, that's where you want to focus on. If right. you, if they get up and they don't feel better, focus on something else, but you won't know until you, you change the way you treat. That's, that's a good point. I've never yeah. like, I think one of the things that was really interesting was that you actually had a good, like you see what I, what I taught, what I caught my attention was the first thing you said, which was, I go 60, 40 manual to exercise. And as progression goes, I shift. Yeah. Why is that? Um, manual therapy is basically to create space in the body. So if you want to create space, it's to allow the joints to essentially understand how to move. But once you have created that space through manual therapy, you can now load it. And that's kind of like creating the capacity for the joints. So it's kind of like a full spectrum. Usually this takes like, for me personally, like anywhere between six to eight sessions with one individual, um, focusing primarily on whatever they are having concerns with. But essentially that's the whole philosophy behind it is like, how do we kind of reposition your body so that it, it is able to move optimally and then we load you, get you to go through the movement patterns that will help benefit you in a more longer term. Because we all know like manual therapy can only do so much. You kind of have to create habit and, right. and let it be part of your, your routine and create a new pattern for your body so that you actually understand how to utilize um, the space that you have. Wow. That's, well, that's actually really good. I think that's like super important. I mean, it, the craziest thing is that I'm sitting here, you might not see much reaction for me, but my mind is like moving a mile a minute right now. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, man, like you and I are so, we're speaking such similar languages. It's so right. cra- the amount of stuff that I, if you honestly listen to like anyone who's listening right now, who's listened to 50% will know that 49% of my episodes are literally verbatim what you just said literally verbatim what you just said like just understanding that like it's you've got it you've got to create the space you've got to create then you've got to create the habit once you've created the space you can create the habit and then it's exactly i think people are just so like i think it's very much like what's going on and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i what i see is a lot of black and white Mm -hmm. treatment styles where it's like we're either going full manual or we're going full exercise. And right. then you realize that it's like just the, there has to be that understanding, that carryover, which is what I think you're touching on, which is really important. So I love that kind of like, I guess that philosophy, that philosophical approach to it that you need mm-hmm. to, I feel like as if like when, when I'm listening to you talk, it seems as if like you have an understanding of, of like almost like the global spectrum. Like you're, sure. you're it's like, if I, you know, quote unquote, your religion of what you're doing is really understood. Like you really have had, like, I feel like you've had these discussions in your head before about mm-hmm. like what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And I think like, as you said, if you keep like experimenting with stuff and keep pushing the boundaries of what is commonly done, 
like you're only going to be developing your skills more than anything. 100%. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, what are your three fundamental tips that you think that you rely on for work? What are three fundamental tips that you rely on for your work? Um, three fundamental things that you rely on. I'll put it that way. This is a head scratcher. Yeah. So first, I think first always is, um, you gotta, you have to know your audience. I think that's number one. And what that really means is like, if you have, for example, you go into work and you have 10 people scheduled in the day, I think there's a lot of value of understanding what each individual person, if it's like a follow-up, you need to know what you did with them prior. Yeah. And I don't do it all the time, but on the days that I do catch myself doing it, man, it, it, it changes the whole day. Like you are so much more well prepped and you just give so much more value to that session versus like, if you don't kind of like look back on, on things that you, you progress them with, or if you don't know what you were working on them with previously, you're, you're, you're searching the whole time. Right. And you always want to make sure that they, they feel valued. And that's another way of um, kind of building that rapport with, um, with your client. It's like whenever I'm doing my notes and they're talking to me in person, I always put down something or some story that they told me that kind of like relates back to our relationship on a more human level versus just like therapist client. Because if you can be the world's best trainer, therapist, whoever, but no one, you won't be able to help anyone until that person can trust you. And that's, I think that's just a fact, right? Uh, for me, I'm good. I'm done. It's over. That's it. That's the tagline. It's done. Yeah. No one gives a shit what you say. I should, I swore. I was the first one to swear on my show. Great. Um, we're not supposed to swear in the show. Now I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one, no one trusts, no one's going to give you, you're not going to be able, it's, it's almost like you're not going to be able to affect the change or have the change that you want for them if they don't trust you, right? Sure. Like that's so, I couldn't have never said that better myself. Like that yeah, was so eloquently put. I loved it. That's going to be like on Instagram. It's so <laughs> like, yeah, people it's, don't um, realize that that's like the, that's like the key difference. So. And, and honestly, like that, that comes with some experience too, right? Like you kind of have to experience it firsthand before you really, really understand what I'm trying to say, because you'll, you'll get those people like right off the bat, like you can just feel that they don't trust you. And like, you're going to go home and you're going to be like, what the hell was I doing wrong? Or like, why isn't this person progressing or why isn't this, there's no change. Right. But it like, right. Sometimes, honestly, like it's not, it's not in your, in your book. Like it's not in your court. Like you just have to understand that when you are in this type of profession, it is a, it's a service. So you, you essentially have to match with the person that you're working with. And honestly, and it's totally fine if you don't, but you are going to, you are going to have a higher chance if you prep yourself before the session and just, 
taking all those little things like what they did on the weekend or like that show that they were gonna watch that you told them to watch on netflix do you know what i mean like remembering all those little things makes it so much more valuable and i've come to understand that that's a really great way to build your community as well wow great um three tips for people at home listening driving to i guess function better prevent that injury move better live better what are three tips um check your feet check your what your feet yeah yeah that's a big one a lot of people kind of overlook their feet um you do yeah i'm huge on feet man that's one of my that was another thing that was going to be um like the the other question that you just had oh that was going to be no no it's all good that's all good yeah yeah um but definitely like check your feet because that's one of the biggest things um your weight distribution and how mobile is your foot is going to translate into pretty much everything that you do walking running standing um yeah have you ever have you ever heard of the foot collective yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah. they're in in ottawa right yeah i had their i had nick st louis on the show nice yeah yeah Yeah, they're 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 doing great things i have four beams here love them none of my guys none of my guys train with shoes on no one trains in my in my facility with shoes that's perfect um, it's all barefoot. The only time we put on shoes is if we're doing like plot, like uh, like shifting, like lateral movements, yeah, like yeah, yeah. run, because I don't want them like tearing the bottom of their feet. Yeah, for um, sure. And for, obviously, because we're on rubber floor, if we were like on a on turf, I wouldn't care. But when you're on the rubber floor, you can't do that. Outside yeah. of that, like it's all barefoot. You know, no, it's so really, important. I figured that out like three or four years ago. Like that, if your feet were crap, like if you didn't have a good like foot structure and foot posture, like it was yeah. hard. You were in trouble. Yeah, a hundred percent. Thoracic spine is another one. It's kind of like, I, I think of it as like the three rocks of the body. So basically like feet, ankles, pelvis, hip, and your T-spine. Those are the three things that you want. Like forget about everything else. Who cares about your shoulders, whatever. Just like focus on those three things and everything else will kind of unfold on its own because mm-hmm. any, any thoracic movement is going to be dictated um, based on like how your shoulder blade moves as well. If your T spine isn't moving or your torso isn't moving more likely your T spine or your uh, scapula or shoulder blade is going to be overworking or not moving properly. And then that's right. going to lead into, to shoulder, shoulder injuries. Yeah. Right. So like focus that. on those main three things. And then, um, yeah, you'll, you'll start feeling a little bit more agile. And then um, lastly is just variability. It's just, if you're, if you're a desk worker sitting or just driving a lot, um, that body is in the path of least resistance all the time. So you're always just searching for that easy way out because you're kind of like feeding into that position all the time. If you're able to kind of like create some variability in your body as you progress throughout the day that will have more um i guess more benefit than just like sitting in a chair for eight hours and then going home and doing like 30 minutes of cat cows yeah and then going to sleep it's like it's too much right so if you can kind of break up your day in little segments i feel like that will help in the long run a little bit more 
Yeah, I like that. It's it's really funny. These are like three things that I've like given as like they're like episode. Oh god, I love that. I love that when I bring people on and they're just like we're on the same page. It's like I feel like like staring into the camera and looking at the people <laughs> being like exactly. Remember remember the last ninety nine episodes exactly. Yeah. Um, how do people if someone wants to come and see you in Toronto? They're in Toronto. How do they come and see you? Um. Right. Well, our clinics aren't open just yet, but doing pretty much like if they were, if they were like, everything was open, you guys are taking. Yeah, yeah. Um, easiest way is probably to hit me up on Instagram, to be honest. Um, my handle is John rehab, or if you don't use Instagram, you can always just go on myodetox.com, the website, yep. and then my schedule is there. You can just book a session. Super easy. How did you get John rehab? Like, how was that actually available? I, was, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, that is, that must be like such an OG Instagram. Yeah, it was, it was a while, man. I, I was, I had that like back in 2016, 2017. Wow. Yeah. So I got lucky, I guess. I know it's Seven like. Down. Yeah. It's such a, it's, it's like, seems like such a obvious one that someone would have taken. For sure. Yeah. And when I thought it was like, how did he manage that? <laughs> like, it, like if it was every, if you know, if it's like your full name, like for me, it's like my full name. Like right, there's right. how many Bob Owens are there walking around in the country? For sure. Um, you know? So I'm like, I'll be pretty good. I'll, I should be okay. But John Rehab is like, whoa, that's pretty. Yeah. I know. I like it's that. Like, I like Thank right. you. Appreciate All that stuff's going to be in the bottom. So for anybody who's on watching it on YouTube, it just, it popped by. Um, anyone listening to this on the podcast, it's in the description. John, anything, any last final notes, anything you want to add? I think that covers it all, man. Really, really appreciate you having me on here. This was, this was Dude, I appreciate you coming on. I know, I know things are crazy. I know you guys got a lot going on with planning the reopen uh, and all those and all that yeah. stuff. It's fingers crossed. Yeah. So let's, let's hope that you guys can get that thing going and get the ball rolling again. Hopefully you guys stay safe. Appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate it. Love to talk. Can't wait for, can't wait for us to be able to like actually like have this podcast episode in person or have another podcast episode, but in person, I think it's gonna be really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Whenever, whenever the the lights come back on and you can make your way to Toronto, just hit me up, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Awesome. Cool. Listen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, for all those you, all those of you who are listening out there, stay safe and keep building that foundation. Take care.